The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John writes, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken my Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus's head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Well, dear saints, three women went to that tomb. They didn't want to go to the tomb. No one wants to go to tombs and graves. But they couldn't stay away. They had to go and pay their last respects. They had to go and give their last service of love and devotion to their dear friend. Jesus had been their dear friend. Jesus had given them such joy and hope. And now Jesus was in that tomb. They went there with a sense of shock and a sense of 
numbness. They could not really believe that he was dead. But they had watched at a distance as he was hauled through the streets and nailed to a cross. They had watched at a distance as they could hear as he called out, it is finished. They had followed at a distance as two men whom they did not know had taken his body down from that cross. They had seen him wrap the body rather too quickly and carry it to this tomb. They saw that when these men emerged from the tomb, they had rolled this great big stone across the entrance. Now at their first opportunity, they were going back to the tomb. It was just about sunset on Friday evening when the men had put the body in the tomb. Sunset was the beginning of Sabbath and they were not allowed to be out and busy on the Sabbath day. At sunset on Saturday, they had gone out to buy the ointments and spices for the body to get everything ready. Now, as soon as it was getting light on this Sunday morning, with the sun just rising over the hills, they were on their way to the tomb. They had feelings of sorrow and shock. They were mixed with their practical concerns about how they would perform their duties. They were to wash the body properly, ease away all the dried blood, then rub the ointments and spices into the cold skin and finally wrap the body properly and make sure it was left lying with dignity for its rest. But in the back of their minds was this question, how were we going to get to the body? They had seen that stone in front of the tomb. They knew it was too heavy for them to move. They're thinking, hopefully, there would be somebody nearby that could help us. Then when they got close to the tomb, they saw that the stone was already rolled away. And they did not know if this was good or could this be bad. They rushed up and looked inside to check that the body was still in its place. But it wasn't. It wasn't there. Instead, there was a young man dressed in white. Who was he? Was he an angel? They didn't know. And now this man tells them, don't be alarmed. You were looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He's not here. Look where they had put his body. But go tell his disciples, especially Peter, tell them to go up to Galilee and there you will see him. Remember, that is what he told you. What are they to think now? They don't understand. They are trembling and they're bewildered. They don't remember. They flee from the tomb. They don't even know if they should tell anyone. After all, who would even believe them? Is this the end of the story? No, it certainly is not. Think back to the New Testament reading, which we just heard. Paul is writing to the Christians in Corinth. He's telling them 
that Christian faith all depends on this story about Jesus being raised from the dead. He tells them that he has passed on to them the most important things of faith, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, which means according to God's will, and that he was buried and that he was raised to life on the third day. Paul then goes on to tell them of some of the people who, he, who did see Jesus. Jesus went and appeared to Peter and then to the 11. And then on one occasion, he appeared to more than 500 of his followers. And then Paul adds this. And then Jesus also appeared to me. And he is thinking of the way that Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. Paul had decided that the story of Jesus was a lie. And he was determined to stamp it out and to crush the Christians who believed until he saw Jesus. And immediately he knew that it was all true. Seeing Jesus turned his life around 180 degrees. Seeing Jesus, knowing that Jesus was alive, filled his heart and compelled him to take the message as far and as wide as he possibly could. So the story continued in his own life and in his own faith quite some years after the tomb was empty. It continued also in the people that he was writing to. The people who heard his message that Jesus had lived and Jesus had died and Jesus had risen to life again. For these people, the story continues in their own lives. And Paul says, this is what I preached. And this is what you believed. And when they believed it, they shared the life that comes from Jesus. Their lives now had purpose. Their lives now had a destiny. Their lives now had the truth. Their lives now had the promise that Jesus is alive. And they were living with that Jesus and they would live with Jesus forever. We are those people. We too hear the news. The stone has been rolled away from the tomb. The tomb is empty. The body is gone and been raised to life. And Jesus is going ahead of us to meet us, to be with us, to to confront our unbelief and to lead us into new life. When we hear the news that Jesus was dead and now Jesus has been raised to life, we might be just as bewildered as those women. We might be afraid to even believe it, afraid to tell it. But when we learn that Jesus is alive and living with us, when we know that Jesus has gone ahead of us and that Jesus meets us and that Jesus is with us all the long way of our lives, then we can believe. And then we rejoice. 
Dear saints, we have been following this message of Jesus as we follow the the church calendar up to this point. Jesus was born into our world, which means that Jesus is with us, sharing in our lives. Jesus died on a cross, and right there in his dying, Jesus is with us, sharing all the burdens of this life, sharing even our death. Now we hear that Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive and Jesus is living with us again, living with us with a new life, new hope, living with us as he gives us his own Holy Spirit, living with us so that we can live with him. So how does this story end? Well, I'll tell you, the story does not end. The story continues. The life of Jesus, the new life of Jesus, the resurrection life of Jesus is a life that is with God. It is a life that has passed through death. It is a life that has been freed from the destruction of sin, death, and the devil. It is the life that continues on through all of eternity. This story continues when we share in that life. And we share in that life when we have faith in Jesus. Christian faith is faith that believes in the resurrected Jesus, who is now our Savior and our Lord, Jesus the Christ. With that faith, Jesus is with us, and we are with him. That makes a story, a new story an ever-unfolding story, an exciting story, a comforting story, and a reassuring story, a story of joy and hope, one that we can most certainly trust in. So live that story and tell it. It is your story, your story with Christ. It is the never-ending story until the saints gather around the risen Christ in heavenly glory forever. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Amen.